Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Live from the Battery Atlanta, it's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. 680, The Fan Studios, man. It is awesome here in the battery. And we are ready to rock and roll on this Monday morning. DT, our engineer and producer today, we've got Road Dog Gillespie over in Athens getting ready for the Kirby Smart press conference. And plenty to talk about, a lot of content here on the show today. Hopefully your uh, week's off to a good start. Man, the weekend... Maybe it's because we had that Thursday night high school football game. It seemed a little longer, DT. What about your weekend, man? Did you make it through okay? Made it through. Weekends are too short, it seems like. Yeah, I, I too would much uh, be on all for the three-day weekend. We should push for that around here. Who does that? Spain, Italy, which... Who's got the three-day weekend? Yeah, some of those European countries. Yeah. Do man, I'd but be It was all a good weekend, that. but it's just, yeah, too much football, and it's... It's over, in a, it's over in a second. Yeah, so we uh, re-rack them, man. Start of a new week. A, a good week in football, too. Can't wait to dive into some of this content on the field coming up all week long here on the Buck Blue Show. We're all over the college football scene. And when things are popping with the Falcons, we're all over that, too, and Obviously, the Falcons, a big topic of conversation at the coffee shop today. And that said, let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. Now, clearly, Taylor Heineke is the best option for the Falcons to win right now. Clearly. And if Heineke isn't the starter Sunday against the Vikings, then folks, something crazy is going on. Desmond Ritter is simply not ready. He might be ready next season or the season after that, but he is clearly not ready right now. And by now, everyone outside the organization can see that. He was awful yesterday in Nashville in the first half. Five sacks, a fumble. Offense scored three points in the first half. Insert Taylor Heineke, and he rallies the team and leads the comeback. Suddenly, the ball was coming out on time. It was accurately thrown to the right receiver, and he was was attacking down the field. Suddenly, the Falcons' offense was legit, and you know what? So was their quarterback. But after the game, Arthur Smith refused to admit the obvious, that Taylor Heineke is clearly the better option. 
Instead, Art spoke of Ritter being checked out for concussion issues. Say what? Oh, please. Allow me to be real. I tried to tell you Ritter wasn't ready to be the Falcons quarterback and help them win. Did you not trust my quarterback evaluation? The Falcons front office and the head coach forced Ritter down our throats this season. And there could only be two reasons for that. One, a very poor evaluation of the quarterbacks. Or two, they were gambling that Ritter would improve as the season unfolded. Well, either way, it's time to plug and play Heineke. And the Big Take is brought to you by our good friends at uh, Daco Systems Heating and Air, dacosystems.com. Uh, they are looking forward to helping you out. Daco Systems, backing us up with the Big Take every day. So, DT, what do you think about the way things went down yesterday with the Falcons and the quarterback thing? Well, first, I will admit I was somewhat surprised to see uh, to see Heineke come out. But once Were we heard, I, I mean, goodness. no, I mean, I wasn't shocked. Not 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 by a long shot, Buck. But I thought it was a little. I mean, he stuck with him this long. I didn't. I didn't. I thought he'd stick. With, I thought he'd be more stubborn and stick with Des a little bit longer. But then when we heard about the. Con- concussion evaluation and the fact that he was cleared. I didn't I knew buy that one yeah, for knew, one second. I knew right when I heard that that was going to be the the excuse basically to say, no, 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 we didn't bench Desmond. Uh, he's still our guy. Um, and I think that's what we're hearing. And that that's disappointing because um, I've, I've tried to be very patient with Des. I, I'd said last week I wasn't ready to move on. Uh, that first half was was really frustrating. And it was clearly... The offense clearly had a spark when when Heineke came in. But one of the biggest things I noticed from from Des yesterday was the pocket presence. He didn't move well in the pocket, taking sacks he shouldn't shouldn't take, and that was the whole thing. But he might not have to have have the the most elite arm in all of football. He doesn't have to be the the most dynamic runner, but he just had to run the offense. And yesterday he wasn't doing that. Yeah, so uh, I tell you what, the Falcons still in the mix. Though so woke up tied for first place in first the first place South. Atlanta Falcons. We're talking yeah. about right here, Buck. Yep. Say that two weeks in a row now. Now we got some company. We'll get back into the Falcons a little later in the show. First, though, let's get to what's popping. Let's find out what's popping. All right, Bulldogs took care of the Gators down in Jacksonville. They uh, body slammed them. Is what happened. And wanted to review quickly uh, where we went on this show last week. Uh, remember, what was it, Friday, DT, I dropped what would a dog victory look like against the Gators on Sunday. That was Friday, right here on the show. So let's do a quick quick review. Dog's offense, I uh, felt like that. For uh, Georgia to, to win convincingly, they needed Carson Beck to perform at a high level. Like I said, make I a lot of good it. throws, make a lot of good decisions. Well, he did exactly that. Man, he looked good going back home to Jacksonville. 19-28, 315 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And this was without Brock Bowers. Dajan Edwards, 
Worth mentioning on Friday for the Bulldogs to take down the Gators. They needed Dajan Edwards to have a big day with the football. And I think I mentioned 15 carries, 100 yards, a couple touchdowns. Well, let's review. Dajan Edwards, 15 carries, 96 yards, and two touchdowns. So pretty close right. on that one. And then how do they replace Brock Bowers? Well, they you had to spread it around to certain guys. And Lad McConkey was the guy that really got double the number of touches than he had previously. Lad was six catches in the game, 135 yards and a touchdown. Great to have him back at 100% making plays for this offense. Uh, you had Oscar Delp. How about that catch Delp made early in the game? Brock Bowers-esque. Beautiful catch by Delp. Uh, Dom Lovett gave him what he normally does. Uh, four catches, 83 yards. So Bobo and Beck and this offense able to spread the ball around because of the depth they have at the playmaker position and be able to cover up what Bowers brought to the table. Really impressive. Dogs defense played them tough, played the run pretty tough, gave up a couple of explosive plays. I believe three of them. That was one of the things I brought up on Friday. This defense needed to limit the Gators' explosive plays. They had three. They forced a lot of third and long situations. That's what I was forecasting on Friday. Gators four for 11 on third down. Georgia playing it pretty tough there on first down and 10 and second down after that first drive of the game. After that, it was all Georgia. Bulldogs getting it done. Let's hear from Kirby. What do we have Kirby uh, talking about, DT? Talking about the offense not necessarily having to run around Brock? Yeah, right? let's hear that one. I told people that this offense is, I mean, it's not built around one player. I mean, since Bobo was here before and had success offensively, and Todd Munkin was here and had success offensively, and Coach Munkin left and, and Bobo came, and, like, it's not built around one player. It's really built around the defense. That's the beauty of it is that you don't have to have just one guy. Yeah, back to the dogs here coming up in a moment. Let's talk about the jackets for a moment. How about those jackets? Bowl hope still alive, brother. How about Tech? With that fourth quarter comeback against North Carolina, they take them down. North Carolina looked a little soft, man, as Georgia Tech refused to lose. With a big comeback late in the game, I gave up on them. I turned it on to the West Coast game. And then uh, came back a little bit later, saw the score, and went, my goodness, what happened? Tech came back from nine late to get it done, and they did it. They had success going up-tempo offensively and running the football. Let's hear from Brent Key talking about that. We pride ourselves on being a tempo offense, but at times it's it's tough to get into the rhythm of the tempo. And, you know, to, to be consistent with a running game can be, uh, you know, 
positive on first down was big tonight. Uh, that's been the kind of an Achilles heel for us lately was the, the first down. And we were in so many second and longs, you know, second seven pluses, you know, you know, seven to ten. And, and it's tough to get going there uh, with, with the tempo. And, and we really committed to it tonight. Uh, we were able to get a lot of plays in quickly, but also be able to control the clock and, and control the time when we needed to. So the way it was going at the end, we could have been in a two-minute drive to end the game. We were probably going to run the ball. Yeah, how about that? How about Tech, man? Haynes King, the quarterback, playing good, playing well again. Let's hear from Haynes talking about this being a huge win. Something special, you know, once, once in a lifetime. The way everybody played, uh, we played complimentary football when we needed it. The O-line had a hell of a game. Defense got to stop when we needed it. Like, it, everything just kind of fell in place, and, and that's what happens when hard work actually keeps going and keeps going, and that breakthrough is, is going to be really close, you know. And uh, now we just got to focus on keeping it each and every week. Yeah, and this week, Tech will take on Virginia. They uh, Virginia's lousy. The 680 team could give them a game for at least a half. Then the depth is going to come through for the Cavs. So the Jackets right now are 4-4. Four and four. You beat Virginia 5-4. and four. Now, I know Tech is not clearly... Tech uh, is is looking to win back-to-back games for the first time this season. So that is probably the rallying cry for the Jackets this week, win back-to-back games. Let's follow up a exciting, exhilarating win over the Tar Heels, and let's find a way to get it done against Virginia. And then you get your record to 5-4. and four. Then you travel to Clemson, which I believe, looking at the Tigers, that game's winnable. I mean, my goodness, I didn't expect to say that this year. Then you get Syracuse at home. Have you seen what the Orange men are doing here lately? They've lost four games in a row. I was going to say, Buck, they had a promising start to the year. but And uh, then the bottom's falling out. It hasn't been as good lately for the My Orange. My goodness, yeah. they dropped four in a row. So that looks like a potential win for the Jackets there. And then they end the season against the number one team right now in the country, Georgia. That looks like a long shot being able to upset the Dogs. So basically, uh, Tech, just go out and beat Virginia and Syracuse. And you guarantee yourself a 6-6 six and six season and an opportunity to go to a bowl game, which is exactly what Brent Key and these guys were thinking coming into the year, that a win would be elevating this, or, this, organiz- this program to 6-6, six and six, after uh, several uh, totally disappointing seasons, go six and six, go to a bowl game. You got a little momentum going into the recruiting thing. And you got Brent Key might be able to get this thing turned around. Right now, today, better days ahead, it looks like, for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And I'm sure their fan base must be thrilled with that idea. They're probably tired of getting kicked around. How about Tech? Yeah, how about Tech? My goodness, what a comeback win that was. Congratulations to Georgia Tech. All right, coming up next, uh, I'm surprised that I bumped into a few Bulldog fans. They're actually scared. And I'm going to tell you what they're scared of coming up next. You got the Blue Show here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. 
like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Show on the fan 680 and 93.7. We are streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch the show. Hey, everybody. And make sure you have that fan mobile app in case you leave town. You can listen anywhere, anytime. Crystal clear on our fan mobile app. That's driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming Beaver's Rec. Fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. The man is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Let's talk a little Bulldog football here. Number one team in the country. I don't have anybody to join me today to make it the round table, so it's just one man at the table talking. But we'd be glad to take your call. 404-231-1680, the number. Thank you, Buck. Let me get that screen up right here so we can see the callers. If, if you want to come on, that is. I guess home team, I'm sitting at home team spot here in the studio, and that computer screen is not on. And that typically shows who is online waiting to come on. And here comes DT to help me out. So what are the Bulldog uh, fans afraid of? What are they scared of? Well, I've been a little uh, taken back by the Bulldog fans that have been, well, somewhat scared of what looms out there for the dogs. And what looms out there is a matchup against Missouri. And there's some people afraid that pull for the Bulldogs that Missouri will be the team that takes them down. That's what they're afraid of. And I'm totally taken back by that. Now, look, if this game, if Georgia was hopping on a Delta and they were flying out to uh, Columbia, Missouri, you know, I would understand that somewhat being uh, feeling scared that this might be a game that they should be concerned about. Missouri seems like they play Georgia tough when that game's in their backyard. But this one's in Athens. This one's on Dooley Field between the hedges at Sanford Stadium where the Bulldog crowd is going to be showing up big. They're going to be loud and proud on Saturday. 
And then the Bulldog fan would say, yeah, Buck, but Missouri has, they, they've had two weeks to get ready. Two weeks prep to get ready to take on our dogs. And that concerns me. And, you know, my first thought is, well, yeah, I can see where, you know, the fact that Georgia was busy, focused on Florida, Missouri was busy, focused on Georgia. So two weeks to get ready. Hey, I get it. That is uh, somewhat of an advantage for Missouri coming into this game on Saturday. That, hey, they've had two weeks to get ready. And so last night I had a little bit of time, so I went and started my video study of the Missouri Tigers. And I was able to get through their offense. I didn't get a chance to get to their defense. I'm going to do that here in the next night or two. But offensively, they've got a trio that is very impressive. And maybe that's what the Bulldog fans that have told me they're concerned, maybe that's what they're scared of. They're scared of the fact that Brady Cook, the Missouri quarterback, is a top 15 quarterback in college football. He's got 28 games playing experience. This will be the fourth time that he takes the field taking on the Georgia Bulldogs. So he's got plenty of experience. And, boy, it's paying off. Brady Cook, 70% completion percentage, 15 touchdowns, only three interceptions. But it's not just Brady Cook, the quarterback. If it was just Brady Cook, he'd be in a heap of trouble on Saturday. But it's not because you look, and they've got a big-time go-to wide receiver, top five in college football. And his name is Luther Burden III. St. Louis area kid, five-star recruit, second year with the program. And he's a big-timer. Luther Burden III, right now sitting on 61 catches, six touchdowns, delivering 15 yards per catch. And that ball's coming his way. Had 11 catches for 159 yards, 150 yards against LSU earlier this season. But it doesn't stop just with Brady Cook, the quarterback, and the receiver Luther Bird. No, 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 no. The trio includes a top 15 running back in college football, and his name is Cody Schrader. Six yards a carry, nine touchdowns. What he's doing is providing the Missouri offense with balance. They can throw it. Got a quarterback that knows what he's doing. They've got a big-time receiver that can strike fear in the heart of opponents and their fan bases. Luther Burden is a tremendous player. And you got a running back that you've got to contend with, too. All in all, Missouri is ranked number 27 in college football in scoring. They're averaging 34 points a game. And when you eliminate some of the other programs like Toledo and Texas State, Utah State, North Texas. Who cares? Liberty. When you, when you eliminate those teams, well, Missouri's coming in here with a top 20 scoring offense in college football.
Well, the thing you talked about, the balance, Buck, that's what sticks out. Averaging almost 300 yards through the air a game, averaging 149 yards on the ground. So, Yeah, and then there's probably somebody saying, yeah, Baloo, but, but what about that offensive line? Well, their offensive line looks pretty good, too. And they're all, uh, most all of these guys are very experienced. They got three of the five who are uh, fifth-year seniors starting on that offensive line. Left tackle, Javon Foster, 6'5", 320, fifth-year senior. Left guard, Xavier Delgado, 6'4", 330, fifth-year senior. Right guard, Cam Johnson, fifth-year senior, transfer from Houston. So they look good up front, too. They look good at quarterback. They look good at running back. They look good at wide receiver. So I think that is what these Bulldog fans that I've been bumping into, they're a little bit concerned about this one. Uh, that would be the reason why. And here's the other uh, factor, too, is they believe that, well, Georgia's going to have a letdown coming off the Florida game in Jacksonville. You know, you play that one up so big, everybody's so hype going into the uh, showdown with the Gators down in Jacksonville. and You got the national uh, college football spotlight shining on you, and everybody's talking about it. And then, boom, you wear them out, and then the next week you get Missouri. And everybody says, well, we're not, so not going to be as excited for that game. And that factors in also. Well, that spot not, spotlight's not leaving this week, Buck. You know, another 3.30 game on CBS. Yeah, it is a, a primo spot, isn't it? Top 15 matchup, yeah, back at home. It's been a little while for uh, since a home game there at Sanford Stadium, so expect the fans to be fired up. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. 16 so. points sound about right to you, Buck? That's the spread right now. Yeah, 16. Georgia favored by 16 in the game. I just, at uh, this point in time, the way Kirby has motivated these young men, is really, really impressive. Uh, it's hard to he's be. He's got the roster like he wants it. It's oh, yeah. deep. It's talented. He's played a lot of guys. And Kirby has this knack for knowing how to communicate with the 17, 18-year-old young man. So I'm going to hang my hat on that one as a Georgia man coming into this game against Missouri on Saturday. Yeah, it's hard to be. A-plus across the board every week. You're not going to have your A-game every week, but it doesn't seem that motivation or uh, interest is, is really a problem for this team. And I don't think it's necessarily the pregame talk that we've seen and heard a few of those where talk, Kirby talk, talk, uh, very talk. getting very animated in there. I think it starts during the week. That's where the motivation starts. Biggest part is, is the culture. The they, these guys know. I don't. You know how now. No matter how many games they've started in a row. No. How, no matter how many stars they were, what kind of ranking they were as a recruit, you got to earn it each week, Buck. Because there's a guy right behind you that's ready to go, and that's why they practice so hard. Because these guys really are fighting for a starting job every week, and they know. You put it on film. You put it on tape, especially in an actual. Not to mention the the film they take on practice. You put a loaf. You know, bad decisions on film, on game day, you're going to have to fight for your job the next week. Yeah, look, part of the culture that Kirby's built over there is that part of the leadership comes from the upperclassmen, the leadership committee, the captains on this football team, the upperclassmen. 
tell you, you can hear it when they're interviewed on a day like today. We've got Road Dog over in Athens. You're going to hear uh, Kirby a little later right here on the Sports Talk home of the Georgia Bulldogs, and that is 680 The Fan. You're going to hear that later coming up. And then uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to speak with a couple of these players, and you'll hear that on the Buck Baloo Show coming up tomorrow and Wednesday. And you'll hear some of this in the interviews where these these seniors, these, these upperclassmen, they're accountable, man, when it comes to the leadership part. Very impressive. And Kirby talks about that sometimes when the media will ask him about, you know, how do you control the narrative in the locker room? How do you block out the social media noise? How do you keep your team motivated? And he says that's... That's not on me. That's done by that's done in the locker room by these upperclassmen, and it's the culture that he's built over the over the last eight years, whatever. And then he's been known to unleash a big time pregame talk, also. That gets He'll get him fired, fired up. up. He'll yeah. get you ready to go on game day, Buck. But it, that then now, do you wish you that can Kirby yell all could you do want. that with some of the six eighty staff before we start get shows? Fired we get up. Kirby on. He gives us a little pep talk, and that's great to get fired up. But you know, but it's it's the preparation throughout all week. You know, you can yell all you want and get everybody jacked up. If you're not ready to play, you're not ready to play. But again, motivation, interest has not been a problem for this team. Yeah, and I tell you, I got a kick out of this week where, and I spoke about it on the show last week, is Dan Mullen, uh, came, he, he's got his top, uh, I guess, top 10 or top 25 teams in college football now that he's an analyst on ESPN. Damn. And Dan Mullen had Georgia ranked number six going into that game against the Gators. <laughs> and then he actually picked the Florida Gators to upset Georgia in Jacksonville this past Saturday. And then you had Kirby in the postgame scene taking a shot at Dan Mullen and that prediction. Let's hear Kirby. When Tex moved before the game, it's like all these people predicting that, uh, that we're not going to, you know, we're, we're not going to uh, win today. And I'm just like, golly, you know, where's that coming from? It's supposed to be my friend. <laughs> he didn't like to recruit those cities. He didn't like to recruit. Just a little shot there. Specifically, he didn't like to go on the road and recruit like Kirby does. Kirby's all over the place. I mean, that helicopter got him all over Metro Atlanta when they're out and about recruiting. Mullen, his rep, he and Todd Grantham, his defensive coordinator, they would prefer to stay in Gainesville, Florida, and have the recruits come to them. They didn't really enjoy getting out on the road. Does sound easier. Yeah, curious. curious well, it's to see, a lot easier. Curious to see where uh, not as effective. Though. Coach Mullen might have them moving forward, and we'll get the the first official rankings tomorrow. But uh, the college football playoff ranking. Yeah, looking forward to seeing that. You think Georgia be number six? Yeah, I don't. I believe they'll be higher than six. I believe. I they wouldn't will be too. shocked if they weren't number one. Uh, and just before we get there, let's just not get in a in a big. A big fuss over this, Buck. These don't matter until another month or so. Well, there, uh, speaking of that, there's been a big change to the Buck Belushi Show Top 5. The best in college football and the NFL. 5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 1, 1. It's time. For Buck Baloo's Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Ladies and gentlemen, and there's been some changes at the top. 
And I've had Florida State number one since the opening week of the season. But they are now, they have fallen a spot. Ladies and gentlemen, heading into week number 10 of the college football season, the number one team as far as the Buck Blue Show goes, the Georgia Bulldogs. Moving up from two to one, coming off their best performance of the season, dominating the Florida Gators without their best player, Brock Bowers. Georgia checking in at number one this week. Can I hear some applause on that one? Some of these Bulldog fans have been on me, DT. Hey, Bama Buck put the Georgia Bulldogs back at number one in the top five. Florida State falls from one to two. Big one on the road against Wake Forest. And I was impressed because it was uh, like the noon kickoff. And so it was a very lackluster atmosphere at Wake Forest. And they didn't hesitate to body slam them. 41 to 16, Florida State. Uh, getting the job done with that early kickoff, no problem. Seminoles checking in at two. Number three, the Michigan Wolverines. Do you know they took the week off? How dare them in the middle of the season take a week off? But they're still working really hard scouting, but Well, yeah, they're trying to figure out the signals for the other team. Michigan, number three. I've got Ohio State four. Beat Wisconsin on the road, 24-10. Marvin Harrison Jr. dominated, man. Six catches, 123 yards, two touchdowns. And and they got their running back back, Travion Henderson, 28 touches. He had 24 carries for a buck 62. That's seven yards a carry. They've been without him a lot of the season. They got him back, and uh, that certainly helps their offense. Ohio State, number four. And I'm sticking with Alabama number five. The Crimson Tide. Now, they took a weekend off, too. They're getting ready for LSU this week. And I know there's some people saying, Blue, you sorry son of a gun. You've got UW out there undefeated. You got Texas, who actually beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. And you've got Alabama ranked ahead of Texas. Well, for one reason, that was like... That was September the 9th. I mean, we're heading into November. And I believe if those two teams played right now, I think Alabama would take care of Texas. Also considering Oregon, Penn State. uh, What's up with Oklahoma? Goodness. Yeah, so uh, this is the way it stacks up this week. I got Georgia 1, Florida State 2, Michigan 3, Ohio State 4, and I got Alabama fifth. Bucks top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, really, you hearing some of that too, Bama Buck? You've heard that one? I should have known Bama Buck wasn't going to get the, the tide out of his top five. No, they're, they're, they're much improved from what we saw earlier in the season, that's for sure. And I mean, know, does that sound crazy? There's no, some, not at all. You know, somebody think, might say, Baloo, uh, Texas beat. Alabama on their own field. And look, so, I, I know that. I understand yeah, that. I watched some. the game. But I'm talking about if they played right now. That's fair. Well, then that this makes is me want to. a power five. That makes me want to ask you, what do you think about Oregon now? They have probably the, the biggest win of the year, Washington beating them. But Oregon looks like one of the better teams in the whole country over the last, uh, shoot, the whole, the whole year. Yeah, that really. Bill Nix is balling. He's he? playing some good football, Buck. Goodness, he's looking he's, good. He's got enough experience. He better be. That was a good decision on his part. Harson oh, yeah. was just horrible at Auburn. Horrible. 
and he was able to get out of there, follow Dan Lanning. They plug him in at quarterback, and, boy, that Ducks offense has looked great yeah, ever that's since. A, that's a complete team. All right, coming up next, the Falcons, uh, they, they woke up with a big issue, and it has nothing to do with the quarterback. We'll talk about it next. You got the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Spring is here, and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Try to see things my way. Do I have to keep on talking till I can go on? Happy Monday to you. You got the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan 680 and 93.7. Final weekend of the high school football season as far as the regular season goes. And you can count on us here at 680 The Fan. And you can uh, hear it on Extra 106.32 on Friday night. We got you covered. Coming up this Friday, man, we got a good one. We got Grayson taking on Parkview in the Friday night football game of the week. And if you're out and about, you can count on 680 afterwards as we present our Georgia High School Scoreboard Show. Give you uh, scores and updates from around the state of Georgia. Friday night football game of the week and the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show are presented by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, WNB Factor, Factory, uh, Piedmont Urgent Care, and Fox 5 Atlanta. Let's, um, let's talk a little Falcons football here. <laughs> The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah, it seems like everybody's going big with the Falcons today, and it's all about that quarterback situation. I'm going to start, though, with the loss that the Falcons have suffered, and this is a guy that you just can't replace, and that is Big Grady Jarrett. Down for the season with a torn ACL. Happened in the first series yesterday in Nashville. Grady went missing, and I thought, oh, my goodness, that sounds like trouble. And then the news coming down this morning, Adam Schefter, ESPN, breaking the news that Grady has a torn ACL and is out for the remainder of the season. Now, we got the trade deadline looming out there. Falcons might be able to go out and get the get somebody. I believe they've got a little room under the cap to make that happen. Or they're just going to have to go with what they've got. Well, I tell you, losing Grady hurt yesterday. I know everybody's talking about the quarterback situation, but Nielsen's defense, without Grady, we got pounded pretty good by Derrick Henry. 22 carries over 100 yards, four and a half yards a carry. So that hurt not having Grady there. And then we allowed that Will Levis, that rookie quarterback out of Kentucky, in his first career start, 
to throw four touchdown passes. And had a uh, really a day that he and his family aren't ever going to forget. Boy, they were celebrating up in the stands. Will Levis, 19 to 29, 238 yards, no turnovers. We did sack him four times, but no turnovers in those four touchdown passes. All right, now let's get back to the Falcons quarterback situation. So I believe the Falcons at halftime, they benched Desmond Ritter because he was performing not up to the level there in the first half. And the Falcons had three points on the scoreboard. So they elect to insert Taylor Heineke, who comes in there and leads a rally. Getting the ball out on time, attacking the defense, intermediate level down the field, showing off some playmaking skills. Man, Heineke looked like a real NFL quarterback. Almost pulled out the victory if, tell you, Van Jefferson hadn't dropped that ball on the Falcons' last offensive play of the game. They might have pulled that thing out. But that didn't happen. Felt bad for Jefferson, man. And uh, felt bad for Heineke, who uh, led him on that comeback trail. All right, so after the game, the media, they asked Heineke if he felt like he was uh, QB1 moving forward. Oh, no, I mean, you know, this is Des- Desmond's team. He's, 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 he's played great throughout the year. You know, obviously there's a couple hiccups here and there, but um, he, he's progressing every week. He's working hard, and, you know, Logan and I are doing everything, you know, we can to help him in any way we can. So, you know, obviously ultimately that's, that's Arthur's decision, um, but tomorrow we're going to come in uh, and try and get better from the film and, and, and proceed as, you know, as usual. Yeah, now that's a real team guy right there. Now, look, that's just talk, 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 talk. I guarantee you that Taylor Heineke is thinking, okay, I'm the guy now. Moving forward, I'm the guy. He's got to feel that way after that performance that he had yesterday. Offense looked totally different. He came out and delivered big time. Why in the world would Art go back to Desmond Ritter after seeing Taylor Heineke perform like that? I certainly have no doubt that Taylor thinks he's the quarterback for this guy, as any professional competitor would be. The real question is, Buck, how about the other players? It's the rest of the guys well, specifically the on offense. I'm then sure. That's, that's the, They're thinking Heineke the gives of the us team the best much. shot to win. Then it's going to be real tough telling everybody, not us, not the media, not the fans, it's going to be tough telling the the team if, if Des is the, is the starter again this week, in my yeah. opinion. Arthur Smith, obviously, was peppered with questions after the loss yesterday about who his quarterback was. He got a little snippy, too. These are a lot of these questions you got to ask. We just finished this game. Obviously, we had a lot of confidence in that. We had taken off on performance issues. That's why Taylor's here to be able to come in as a backup and give us a shot to play. So, wait a minute. Just to be clear, you did not – so none of that had to do with performance in terms of taking him out today? You guys got to say before that, right? I'm not, I'm not a medical expert, but there's a reason why I can't evaluate it. I'm not a doctor. Somebody gave somebody out, just like Drake. Somebody else is going there. Will you evaluate your quarterback situation this week or is Dez your starter if he's there's with nothing. you? Yes, you can ask me 500 ways. We just finished the game. We got a lot of things we got we to gotta go back and look at. I'm going to listen to the medical experts. We'll see how this week comes. The medical experts, huh? 
I don't think Ritter had any concussion issues. Maybe he was playing so bad they thought something's got to be wrong with him. Can you check him out, please? Well, even if they did, he was cleared from the concussion cleared. protocol. Cleared. So you bet he was cleared. He was obviously eligible Nothing to come back in the game. Him, other than playing bad. Despite that, Arthur Smith continued to leave Taylor Heineke in. I've got to shake my head at that one. I'm with I mean, you, Buck. I'm do you more, want to win the NFC South or not? I'm as confused as ever, and yeah, that's the question. I mean, I mean, uh, you're sitting there four and four. You're tied for first place, roughly about halfway through the season. I mean, do you want to go get it or not? Heineke gives you a shot to do that. Ritter does not. Everybody can see that. Can't wait to hear what Art has to say with the media as we go into the week. We're going to be monitoring that one. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Want to give a shout out to the Atlanta Hawks. We got our first win last night in Milwaukee. And the Bucks are one of the favorites going into the season to win the NBA championship. They got, they got Lillard now. And they've got Antetokounmpo and Antetokounmpo's brother. Well, the Hawks lit them up last night. When we shoot well from the floor, we can play. Last night, Hawks shot 40% from three, 50% from the floor. We had eight players in double figures and held Lillard to a measly six points. DT could have had six points last night. Come on, Lillard. Going to host the T-Wolves tonight. Get out and enjoy seeing the Hawks and Anthony Edwards back in town, former Georgia Bulldog. All right, that's going to do it for the Buck Blue Show today. Man, it went by pretty fast again today, didn't it? We're back tomorrow, 10 to 11. Hope you'll join me then. Got Nick and Chris coming up next. Stick around for those guys. And have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. 